Welcome into 49er Access. My name is Sterling Bennett, and week one of the NFL season is officially in the books. The Seattle Seahawks upset the Denver Broncos in the return of Russell Wilson to Seattle. That means the Seattle Seahawks, yes, the Seattle Seahawks, who have not one, but two starting quarterbacks, Geno Smith and Drew Locke, they are the only undefeated team in the NFC West. Cardinals lose to the Chiefs, the Rams lose to the Bills, and of course, our topic of today, the San Francisco 49ers lose to the Chicago Bears. Now, we're not going to talk about the game itself, we're more so going to talk about the aftermath of the game. And the biggest thing that happened post-game after the game on Monday was the news that Elijah Mitchell running back for the San Francisco 49ers, is going to miss at least eight weeks. Two months of the NFL season with the MCL sprain. Happened, I believe, in the second quarter on the drive where Debo Samuel scored the touchdown. Mitchell now, he's out. We saw the impact it had in the game itself. The offense, what seemed like, had momentum, had some rhythm early in that game, albeit didn't score a lot, but they had a lead when Mitchell was in, well, when he was gone, there was nothing. They fell flat on their face. Now, I'm not going to say Mitchell was the main reason, but it sure felt like Kyle Shanahan didn't have much to work with or had had his scheme, had his game plan designed around Elijah Mitchell. But Mitchell's going to miss eight weeks at least. So that means, of course, he'll miss next week against the Seahawks. He'll also miss week three against the Broncos, week four against the Rams, Week 7 against the Chiefs, and again, Week 8 versus the Rams. So, really, Elijah Mitchell is missing not only the first half of the season, but he's missing some really pivotal games in San Francisco's schedule. Again, Broncos, Rams, Chiefs, Rams again. And if this thing lingers, he could also miss that Charger game on November 13th, but as an estimation, he's supposed to return on that day, November 13th, against the Los Angeles Chargers. So, we have to ask ourselves, just like last year, so last year San Francisco gambled. They banked on Jason Verrett staying healthy for a whole season. Now, we know week one, Terrence's ACL out for the year. The cornerback position was in flux. Josh Norman's in here. Uh, Thomas is starting. Lenore is starting. Drake Kirkpatrick was starting at one time. Just became uh, just an awful situation for San Francisco. A, a constant merry-go-round of cornerbacks were in and out until they landed on Mosley and Thomas to finish the season. So the question becomes: Why did San Francisco bank on Elijah Mitchell? Now, if you're now, I'm not comparing Elijah Mitchell's injury history to Jason Verrett's. Verrett has a long, like almost a near decade of injury history to look at and understand and go, and go, hey, maybe we don't bring that guy in or don't make that guy our number one corner because he's not reliable. Now, the same isn't necessarily for Elijah Mitchell, but when you take a little dive into his injury history just dating back to last year, you may start to question why did San Francisco bank on Elijah Mitchell? So let's look at the injury history. 2021, just last season, just his first year as a rookie, 2021. 
Shoulder injury against the Eagles in week two. Rib injury against the Rams. Then he fractures his hand against the Rams in week 10. He missed one game for that. Concussion in week 13. Then later in week 14, after returning from the concussion, he's gritty. But in week 14, he has a knee patella sprain and misses three games. Of course, returns later in the year. But that's five injuries in one season. And he missed six total games. Elijah Mitchell last year was banged up. We all know this. There's a reason why they went to Debo Samuel last year. It was because Moser got hurt. Mitchell stepped up. Then Mitchell got hurt. Then Sermon got hurt. Then Wilson got hurt. But again, my question is, why did San Francisco bank on Elijah Mitchell? And don't get it twisted. I love Elijah Mitchell. When he's healthy, he's a solid running back. He has the most yards as a rookie, a running back, in San Francisco 49er history. Set the record last year. He's, I believe, the fastest running back in Niners history to 1,000 yards. That's crazy. Like, Mitchell is on a trajectory unlike any other when it comes to being a San Francisco 49er. But... The injuries in 2021 made many say, well, you need to have, like, the running back room needs to have some dogs in it. Needs to have, or needs to be improved with depth, or whatever it may be. Then you get to 2022. Okay, we got Sermon, we got Mitchell, we got Wilson, we got Mason, we got TDP, we got Hasty, we got six guys. Okay, cool. And I'm thinking, let's keep five, right? But then Mitchell... The injuries creep back up. Hamstring. Missed the entire training camp. Missed all the preseason games. And of course on Sunday, MCL sprain. Gonna miss eight weeks. Are these freak injuries? Maybe. But the way Mitchell runs, the history he has with injuries, lends someone to question, just like last year, why did you bank on Barrett? Now this year, why did you bank on Mitchell? It's not to say you should cut him or he's not good, but you have to insulate behind them. Kyle Shanahan, and I see why he does this. He plays the hot hand. He will ride a running back until their legs fall off. And sometimes I get that. But Elijah Mitchell is not Derrick Henry. And I'm not faulting Kyle Shanahan for how he used Mitchell against the Bears. But we don't have Derrick Henry. We don't have Frank Gore 2.0 here. We have Elijah Mitchell, who was hurt five separate times last year. It's not like they lingered, which they did. It was five separate injuries that continued to linger all year. Then two more this year. And now he's out for two months. So now the question pivots to what does San Francisco do? Because last year, with Elijah Mitchell, 11 games... 130 yards per game, 4.3 yards per carry, and almost three and a half touchdowns per game on the ground with Mitchell playing. Amazing stats. Amazing stats. There's no doubt the impact Elijah Mitchell has on this running game. Without Mitchell, quite a bit of drop-off. Six games. Half the games, really. 119 yards. It's not that big of a drop-off, but then it gets 14.2 yards per carry. 
That still isn't that bad. It's still efficient. Only 0.1 yard less. What's the big deal, Sterling? Oh, here's the big deal. 1.6 touchdowns without Elijah Mitchell. That's the impact he has. Whatever it may be, I don't know how you quantify that. Like, how does how does one running back score more than the other one? And it's not because the running game wasn't as efficient. You can see here, 4.3 yards, 4.2 yards, 130 yards per game, 119 yards per game. There isn't that much of a drop-off per yards, but from 3.5 touchdowns per game to 1.6, that's a steep, steep drop-off. A steep drop-off. We're talking almost, well, we're talking almost 14 points less a game just from the running backs without Mitchell. And, well, again, a small a small example on Sunday, you saw while Mitchell didn't score, they were up 10 to nothing or 7 to nothing. Then it was 10 to 3. Then Mitchell's out, nothing. And I'm not saying Mitchell was the entirety of the offense, but Kyle Shanahan was willing and ready to run him until his legs fell off. And so what does San Francisco do now? Now, I already told you I was an advocate to carry five running backs for this exact reason. I don't know why Trey Sermon didn't work. I didn't like how they used him. He's a read option back. He we works well in read options. He did it at Oklahoma, at Ohio State. That's his strong suit. And that's what he's going to do in Philadelphia, most likely. Jermichael Hasty. Why was Jermichael Hasty cut? I don't get that. Now look, hindsight 50-50, I get it. You can't look back because you can do that for every decision possible, right? The armchair quarterback, the Monday morning quarterback, well, on Sunday, had you made that throw, well, you would have won the game. Well, okay, we get that, but this is a roster decision that didn't make sense to me. Michael Hasty, for all his faults, he was the pass catching back on last year's Niner team. Jermichael Hasty was playing pivotal snaps in the NFC Championship game last year. Jermichael Hasty was the targeted running back on the final play of the game in the NFC Championship game. Now, I get it, there was pressure, but you get my point. Kyle Shanahan trusted Jermichael Hasty so much that he had him on the field the final play of the NFC Championship. And he cut him for nothing. Didn't trade him, but cut him on deadline day. Now you're down one of your best backs. And you got Jeff Wilson, who, don't get me wrong, I like Jeff Wilson Jr. He has shown flashes. But his best game was two years ago in New England. And he ain't done much since. Ain't done much since. Highlights? Yeah. 2019, Cardinals game. Game-winning touchdown. I get it. I like the guy. And I think he can add something to the room. But he ain't the number one. And it gets even worse because you have Jordan Mason again, who I like. I advocated for him making the team. But Kyle Shanahan wouldn't even give him reps on Sunday against the Bears. Then Ty Davis Price. Shanahan didn't even dress the kid on Sunday against the Bears. So how am I supposed to take this? How are we as fans supposed to have any faith in this team? 
And it seems like the solution is just go back to Debo. Let Debo be the wide back. Let him play running back. Well, if Debo's playing wide back so much, one, you can't do that. The guy will get hurt. Debo has injury history as well. He will get hurt. And again, I'm not gambling that he was going to get hurt. I know he will. You cannot run a player like Debo who's physical. Like Debo Samuel wants contact. If you give him the ball 10, 12 times a game for the next eight weeks while Mitchell's on the shelf, you can lose Debo as well. That's dangerous territory. And at that point, hey, season's over. You can't lose two of your biggest offensive weapons in Debo and Mitchell, guys who you were going to rely on all season to help carry your young quarterback because you didn't insulate. And this goes back to the offseason to the roster decisions, drafting TDP, but then not dressing him, cutting Trey Sermon for whatever reason, in fact, missing on Trey Sermon, banking on Elijah Mitchell. Now, I'm not saying pick this guy or that guy. I'm not going to walk it back and say, okay, look, you should have drafted this guy in a third round. That's not what this is about. It's about the Niners' offense. The running game is at a breaking point already in its week. Two. Now, week two. And while well, all things can be fine and, da- fine and dandy, they could walk in to Santa Clara on Sunday, knock the freaking socks off the Seahawks. But my concern is, is that, and maybe it's more of uncertainty because I have no idea what Mason's going to do in live action reps against the big boys. I have no idea what TDP looks like against first stringers. I know what Jeff Wilson Jr. looks like, and it's fine. He'll he'll flash a game or two a year, but it's not consistent. And let's be clear here, the stats without Mitchell last year, six games, 119 yards, 4.2 yards per carry, one and a half touchdowns per game. Guess who didn't play last year? Mason, Price, Wilson, None of those guys played last year. It was just Debo. Just Debo Samuel and Jamichael Hasty. That was really it. But now we're going into this year with no Mitchell now. And I don't know how to feel. How should you feel? I don't know. Because San Francisco's running game kind of feels like it's a weakness now. And coming into the year... If you asked every single fan, they would have said, yeah, Kyle Shanahan's running scheme, best in the game. And now it's Kyle Shanahan's running scheme. Uh, who, who's the running back now? Uh, and that puts more weight on Trey Lance's shoulders. And that's the exact opposite thing Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch had sold the fan base on. Hey, don't worry, don't worry. He's not going to have too much pressure because we have the team around him. Well, you you have Debo still. You have Ayuk. You have a shaky offensive line. You hopefully have George Kittle back this week. And your running game is a big, fat question mark. And that's the one thing you are going to ride all year while Trey develops. And now, as fans... We don't know if that's going to be there now. And that's a concern. Now, of course, 
Shanahan's a genius. He can figure it out. But (laughs) Seattle played fairly well against the Broncos tonight. Now, it's Seattle. Emotional win. Russ is back. I get it. I think Seattle played to their opponent's level, not who they actually are. But it's not just about Seattle. It's about the Broncos, the Rams, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Chiefs, and the Rams again, and maybe even the Chargers. And this season can slip away really fast. Not because you lost in week one, and because you lost your running back also in week one. I don't want to panic. Again, just week one. But this Niners team with no running back now, or maybe no consistent running back, there are legit concerns. Legit concerns for this team. And I don't know which direction they go, but it seems like Debo Samuel needs to put a sale on the wideback merchandise because that's what's coming. And I don't know how long that can last. Because any snap, any snap, all it takes is one, Debo done, Ayuk done, and again, that's just more and more pressure on Trey Lance. That being said, when we find out who's starting on Sunday against Seattle, will George Kittle play? We don't know. But if he does play, if he chooses to play, if he can play, you're going to want to follow us on social media. At 49er Access is the Instagram. At 49ers underscore access is the Twitter. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, leave a review, and use that promo code $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. When you use promo code 49ers Access, 49ERSACCESS, again, save some money. Go watch them play on Sunday. Go watch who's playing running back on Sunday against the Seahawks. Is it Wilson? Is it Mason? Is it TDP? Is it Debo Samuel? Go find out for yourself and save yourself some money using promo code 49ERACCESS. 49ERSACCESS. And until next time, my name is Sterling Bennett. This has been the 49er Access Podcast. And stay faithful.